ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. As Australia braces for a long, tough summer, rural women have been building resilience and community by celebrating their country lifestyle. More than 700 women camped out at the third annual Cowgirls Gathering to have fun, learn in a supportive environment and focus on their health and well-being. Jen Nichols takes you there. It's one weekend every year that gets hundreds of rural women cracking, blocking out their calendars and camping out in Kilkeven, an hour and a half's drive northwest of the Sunshine Coast, for an equestrian event unlike any other. <laughs> Amanda Loy founded the event three years ago and it's been growing organically, with more than 700 women taking part this year. It's just a beautiful thing to see them taking some time out for themselves and filling up their own cup. So that's something that I get a lot of reward out How important is mental health and self-care as part of this? Yeah, I think it's something we don't talk about enough. I think it's something that women don't often do naturally as carers and caregivers. So I think it's incredibly important for them to take some time out and have a bit of, you know, bit of them time. And there's a common theme through the whole entire weekend. Obviously the horse connects us, but it's really about women supporting women. And that's just phenomenal that we can just provide that over three days. Australian Stockman's Challenge Association champion rider Bridie Hughes drove in her big rig from Biggenden. Yeah, we've been excited for this for weeks uh, leading up to this. We've had quite a hectic year uh, in the challenge industry. Um, we did about 11 or 12 shows. So to come to Cowgirls Gathering and just take a step back and enjoy the environment and the friendly faces, we've been really excited to finally get here. The gathering welcomes riders from all and any disciplines, including dressage, polo cross, camp drafting, stockman's challenge, cutting and trail riding. But not everyone came with a horse or even owned one. As well as equine competitions and clinics, there were ice baths and classes in breathwork, whip cracking, roping, drawing, leather work and jewellery making. So I think it's about supporting each other and keeping it really safe, encouraging each other. Edwina Pilch from Brookfield in Brisbane says it's a chance to focus on self-care. Women are the backbone of most families, they're the backbone of um, the businesses, they're the backbone of their husbands, their partners, their children. So it's important that we do look after ourselves um, because I think when a woman goes down that everything comes down. It was the first cowgirls gathering for Anne Mayerhofer, who left uplifted by the experience. I do struggle with depression and only a few months ago I wasn't in a good place but I realise just how light I'm feeling and happy now that I need to do this more often and this being with friends, being with horses, I love being outside camping. Emily Spur travelled from Canungra taking her stallion bandit off her family's farm for the first time. It's just amazing to have such a huge gathering of so many like-minded people obviously and um, yeah all coming here to join together and learn more about horsemanship and about our horses and what they can teach us. From big rigs to tiny tents and swags, what the women camped in was fascinating in itself. Hey, this is uh, what we call glamping horse flight style. <laughs> 
Trish Richardson left her horse at home to make room for a camp bed and hanging space for her friend's clothes. Uh, I even bought the cow rug just for an added touch. <laughs> Didn't have to bring horses this weekend, so it was very easy to keep clean. <laughs> and so you've got the trusty camp bed? Yep, camp bed, swag on top. Very luxurious now, not on the ground anymore. I've upgraded to a stretcher. <laughs> Fiona Patterson's tent setup was classy. Is that linen I spy on that bed? Of course it's linen. Jen, what else would it be? A girl has to get a good night's sleep. I've got everything I need here. Headlamp for night time, drink of water, keep hydrated, and um, yeah, just set up for an excellent weekend with the girls. But exactly what is an Aussie cowgirl? We put the question out to the crowd. Uh, I would say that a cowgirl is someone who's tough, resilient, brave, outgoing. So I'd like to say that it is someone who horse rides. Determination, drive, passion, because you wouldn't be in horses and you wouldn't do the work that you do on the, the stations and stuff without passion for what you're doing. Guts. Um, guts and determination and grit. It's about looking after others and being gutsy in your community. I think uh, connected to nature and animals, and I think the intuition that women have as a cowgirl, you connect to the horses. Mostly everything. Look after your ponies and give your ponies a lot of love and give your pony a lot of treats. Yeah! <laughs> Jen Nichols with that story. Like a lot of rural women, Noella Angel doesn't shy away from a challenge. After a lifetime of a weakened left leg due to a congenital blood vessel condition, last year the 30-year-old underwent surgery to amputate her leg. It hasn't kept her out of the saddle, though, as Callie Buchanan discovered at the Cowgirls Gathering event. Yeah, so I was pretty much bred on the back of a horse. Uh, parents were in it from the day dot. Uh, we had to give it up for a while while we did medical treatment in the US. But when we came back, Mum started teaching and got a pony and started dibble-daddling and different things, and slowly it became the passion, the drive, and the only sport that adapted with my disability. I'm Noella Angel. I'm from just out of Adelaide in South Australia. They said they need someone who's apparently inspirational, and I went, well, I don't think that's me, but all right then. And, uh, yeah, so this weekend's my first go at public speaking. Paraquestrian is paradressage, where the rider has a physical disability of some sort. Some riders are grade 5, which is your least disabled, like myself, with only one limb affected, and it works its way down to grade 1 riders that do walk-only tests and have full bodies with disabilities. My horse has no judgement when I come out and, you know, I've had a, a change in my disability and all of a sudden I can't kick as hard that side. He just goes not sure the first time, I'm kind of getting it the second cue, the third time he's always got it and away we go again for the next adventure. So achieved a lot more than I should have with the leg that I had and uh, pretty proud of what he and I achieved over the years. When I came out of surgery the stump was called Stumpy and for some reason it was a boy and it was being a little shit so um, now that it's healed and all going well it's now Peggy and all, all is well again. <laughs> Has it forced you to take a different approach to something like self-care that rural women can be notoriously bad at? Yeah, I'm also notoriously really bad at that. I will help everyone else and make everyone else do that before I do it for myself. But I've got a few really good friends around me that, you know, pull me up and go, oh, wait, you need to look after yourself and 
you know, that's taking that time and, you know, going to get a massage if it's what you feel like or um, sometimes it's even going to the gym and actually getting a bit fitter, not necessarily just chill time. I had, uh, I think, about 10 or 15 at my little talk today and the demo whip cracking and, you know, I opened the floor up for questions and there was amazing questions about the disability and about prosthetics and what's the plans and, you know, what type of... One of the bigger questions was, you know, what are the type of people that you're going to find to help you build a prosthetic leg? And I go, you know, it's a really insightful question. I don't have the answer yet, but the fact that you're willing to answer, ask those big questions is very cool. Are you looking at getting something that's tailored to equestrian? Hopefully, yeah. Like, I feel 100% comfortable on a horse without a prosthetic leg. I don't have a problem with that. And for paradressage, it's probably how I'll go. But before amputation and the cha- big change in my disability, I used to do camp drafting and stockman's challenges as well. So I, I kind of wore both the cowdy hat and the dressage helmet. And I miss that other part of myself. So I'm... I just can't see with a very short leg and in the camp, I just can't see how I'll stay balanced. You know, maybe a bit of a seatbelt and tie myself down a little bit, not that you meant to, but hey, it'll be safe, I'll fall off. Otherwise, it'll be go to a prosthetic so I can have something a little bit more strapped down that side to bounce off of. Tell me about the role your horse has played for you in all of this development from having the leg taken off 12 months ago to this development to the change in your riding what's he meant to you through this process oh he's done this job a hundred times now like I have had my disability for 30 years and every single time I have a treatment or something drastic happens he's got to deal with that change and I'm lucky I've had him for 15 years so we have a very strong connection and you know I'll go up to him with the new leg and the amputated leg and he sniffs it and goes okay cool what are we what are we doing and he's a horse that you know sulks when you're not around and lights up when you're there and that just hits something inside that makes you get up and get out of bed in the morning what do you hope that uh, people take away from something like this from spending time with their horses with other women with like-minded blokes with the the expertise that's in the arena what do you hope people take away from a weekend like this I really hope people recognise that it's a community and to take that concept back to where they're from. You know, I think the world has got very individualised as time has progressed with media and all those sorts of things. And, well, yes, I utilise media and it can be a form of community. It's just that little bit more disconnected. So, you know, it's going to have a cup of tea with that bloke down the street and check in on your friends and they check in on you and, you know, have that social barbecue or that horse ride out or something just to connect and what's the, uh, the next challenge? Might I see you at an Olympic someday? That is definitely the aim. I think a lot of people are surprised that that is my aim, but right now we're in rebuild mode. But uh, all the way through, we've been talking about getting to Paris in uh, 2024. Sadly, I have two amazing horses, but not the right horsepower to go there. So if someone's got a horse that they'd like to lend me, I would love that. But we're in that mode of trying to find the next one. So if it's not Paris, if we're not ready, then look towards World Equestrian Games in 26 and then towards LA. What makes a cowgirl to you? Determination, drive, passion, because you wouldn't be in horses and you wouldn't do the work that you do on the, the stations and stuff without passion for what you're doing.